Welcome to Rich Conversations. Today, I thought we would talk about the Lindy Effect. What is the Lindy Effect? Well, I certainly didn't know until like last summer, uh, 2021, and it was actually here that I learned about it. Right now, I am behind the bar at Lincoln Station in Chicago, Illinois, and uh, it was a customer that really informed me about it. His name is Paul Scalis, and some of you may know him as Lindy Man. You can follow him on Twitter, at Lindy Man. Um, and so he would come in, and he would typically drink a uh, half-acre Pony Pills, which is a Pilsner made in a neighborhood, uh, local neighborhood in Chicago. And he would kind of just, like, sit by himself, just kind of chill a little bit, and... Uh, you know, eventually he would come by a few times and we strike up conversation and it's like, you know, we start talking to each other and we just had these great conversations. We talk about philosophy, approach to life and just like the city and just life in general. And it was so fantastic. It was so much fun. And basically what the Lindy effect is, or like my understanding of it is that something non-biological, its future is equivalent to its past, right? So say a book has been in print for 40 years. It's likely that it'll be in print another 40 years, right? But say a book that has only been out for two years, it will probably be out another two years, but beyond that, we don't exactly know. So it's kind of equivalent to that, right? Here, uh, Lincoln Station, this fine establishment, has been in business for 24 years. And that's, that's a huge deal for restaurants uh, in large cities. Like you're doing something really well. So if we're applying the Lindy effect here, right? There's a good chance we'll be around more long-term than other restaurants and bars that haven't been around quite as long, right? Um, we've been in business for 24 years, but if someone's been in for five years, it's a little bit murkier, right? So you build that kind of like standard and these non-biological things can, uh, you know, they become stronger over time. They're like tested, right? Uh, so Paul and I would have these great conversations and uh, he was actually here. I think he was living in Paris and then he had to get his like paperwork. Uh, he had to like redo his paperwork or something. So he was living in Chicago for a while and we would talk a lot about the city. Now he is a big fan of going on walks, as am I. So. Actually, what's like really nice about um, what's like really nice about like having a conversation with Paul and uh, there's a few people like this where you know I'm behind the bar, I interact with a whole lot of people, right? But every now and then you get people that you like really connect with, and they're like, "Wow, they get it, they get me," you know. And um, I think we read a lot of the same stuff. I think we practice. Uh, a lot of the same philosophy and approaches and um, we're, we both write a lot so he, he has this newsletter it's fantastic and he gets a lot of his inspiration from going on walks it'll take like two hour walks right I and that's where a lot of ideas come from right oftentimes especially in America it's like work 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 be productive 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 but kind of from from our experience. You can get so, so much done on walks. You can solve the biggest problems you have on walks. Just go for a walk. And um, what I love about 
walks, which I'm sure Paul does too, is like there's so much going on in a city. We've talked about uh, the walkability of cities. It's such an important factor of just like happiness and like measurements of fulfillment and purpose in a way because you're interacting with everything around you. And um, I talked to him about this book, The Death and Life of Great American Cities by Jane Jacobs. It's one of my favorite books, and uh, she's definitely an inspiration of mine, but a lot of her ideas echo um, the idea behind uh, you know, Paul's embrace of the Lindy effect. And a lot of ideas that have been around for thousands of years have been tested, and so that's why they're still effective today. And there's kind of this uh, almost this like arrogance of the contemporary in a way where we think just because something's new it's better than what's what's existed for so long right and human beings we haven't changed much <laughs> in thousands of years we haven't changed much right and if you really want to live a great life it's, it's all been written. The wisdom's already there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Do those things, right? And for me, like learning about those concepts, it's really about like fundamentals. It's f- f- the fundamentals of life. If you get the fundamentals down, you're, you're pretty solid. But a lot of times we think just because we, we live, you know, in a, a time that's the future compared to... Uh, antiquity we think something's automatically better right and there's this book called but what if it wrong by chuck klosterman and it's thinking about the present as if it were the past and i think about this a lot it's kind of like a another another favorite book of mine um but it's imagining ourselves in the future and think about today right and when i think about it that way i can observe all the things that are happening all the ideas and things the way people approach life and what in 15 years from now are we going to be thinking uh i don't think that was a good idea right we're so in the moment we have to take a step back a bit um a great example is the internet (laughs) technology especially like social media social media what has been around I mean, like, what, 05, around that time, a little earlier too, I guess it all depends on how you define it, but really I think things took off like 2012, 2013 with our smartphones, and the way we use and interact with the internet, I think has changed, and I don't know necessarily if it's going to last that way. I think in 15 years, what I'm trying to say is that like by taking a fundamental approach to life, you can realize your human potential. If you just focus on those fundamentals, right? Um, Cause those fundamentals have been around for years and years and years. And I think, and, and I would love to get Paul's opinion on this, but it feels to me like the 21st century enables this like new social class 
in America at least, where you can, the people that have take the time and effort to realize their human potential, you add that with technology and you're living in this like quantum class that, that has never existed, right? The technology, we, we're using three iPhones to record this, right? We got one right here, one right there, and I'm, I'm using this one for audio, right? But I, I, I use the technology and these things simply as tools. And it's fantastic. We got more power right here than what it took to get us to the moon. You know, NASA had to get us to the moon. And it's like the people that realize that, I think are going to really excel in the 21st century. Um, just the way, I think the way we interact with the internet, uh, I think in the future, we'll look back and be like, what were we doing in a way? So the people that can really step away from that, I think will will live a great life. If the internet, to me, if the internet is causing you more stress and anxiety in your life, you're probably using it wrong, you know? But getting back to uh, Jane Jacobs and, the, and conversations with Paul. Uh, so the death and life in great American cities, Jane Jacobs, she's an urban activist in New York and I think Greenwich, Greenwich Village. And her whole kind of idea, and I definitely like subscribe to this philosophy, is like, it's all about like being on the ground. Like what are people actually saying? You gotta talk to people, you gotta talk to people, right? And I think a lot of times, and this is what's so beautiful about a city, we're here in Chicago, it's like there's so much happening and that's why I love bartending because it's like, <laughs> I, I hear all these different conversations, I'm having all these different conversations with people and you get a real sense of like what's, what's real, right? Like what's actually happening. A lot of times we have people that, that lead with their egos or they're on power trips and they, they kind of want to apply this like top-down approach where it's like, okay, I have my ideas and like impose them on everybody else. But really what you have to do, and this is I think about leadership, it's about like serving others, right? You know, as a, as a bartender, I'm serving others and trying to understand how to communicate and talk to people and what are their needs, right? So you gotta listen to people. What are they, what do they want? What are they experiencing? And um, if you look at it more like macro level, you can see this happening with the internet where it's like people don't talk to people that are different than them. And then so people try to, they have their own culture and ideas and they kind of like want to impose it on other people. Um, but to me, like the best thing about America is that you like, you're free to live whatever, whatever life you want to live. But just don't, don't like bother other people. Anyways, getting back to our point, I see, especially with like Jane Jacobs, is that our cities operate um, according to laws of nature. Now laws of nature, uh, studying like physics, biology, everything is kind of like an ecosystem and everything is kind of interdependent of everything else. And I love that. So it's like your interaction in the city, you're walking around, matters. It affects that person, that next person, and then it affects the other person, right? So if one part of the city isn't doing well, the whole suffers. 
Same thing with our bodies and organizations. You can apply this. So by learning the laws of nature, the interconnectedness of things and applying it, I mean, these laws have been in existence for such a long time. And um, I love talking with Paul about all these different ideas and Paul has some fantastic, uh, um, some fantastic, fantastic writing that goes into all of these. I definitely recommend checking them out. Uh, something that Paul mentioned that I just like, I can't get out of my head now. He goes, he like, so he's sitting down and he, he looks out the window and he, and he turns and he's like, do you ever notice that like all the cars look the same now? And so, you know, I look out the window and I'm like, huh, every car looks, looks the same now. Every SUV looks like every other SUV. Every car, every car, every truck, every truck, like all the contours and everything. So like what, what really, what are, you, what are you specifically buying for in a way? And then at that, become, that point it becomes marketing. So then... Uh, It's like getting away from the less you understand about yourself, the more you're going to be influenced by marketing and ideas and like new fads and ideas. Say like um, dieting, like to, to eat healthy is pretty simple. <laughs> uh, that's beside the fact. But the Lindy effect, you can use it in, and apply it and think of it in so many different ways. It's so applicable, it's so useful. And I gotta thank Paul for like letting me know about this and then following him, he has just like great, great writing and tweets, it's fantastic. Um, so I've, I've always enjoyed our conversations together and it's just exploring just these ideas that have been around and applying them to our own lives. Uh, it's a great way to build great habits and live a healthy, happy life. So thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow Paul on Twitter at Lindy Man. Keep pursuing your curiosity.